Salutations, this is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. My name is Linda, but today I'm a space cheese, baby. I'm a goddamn moon. Wow. Well, yeah, go ahead. Uh, hey. Uh, hey, uh, um, so uh, I'm, I'm Adrian, or a massive lens flare, sent from J.J. Abrams. <laughs> destroy everything <laughs> wow and i'm donnie aka one zero one zero one one zero one zero one zero one yeah i i'm binary noise <laughs> <laughs> and who that uh well i am kyle the the monster chugging drywall smashing uh entity wow <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure to meet an entity I personally am slamming Stacker 2 right now, Extreme Energy. It's the Sinful oh. Citrus flavor. <laughs> Jesus. They got it at Dollar Tree. Oh. oh. They called him Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me at all the all the Kyle memes. They're about me. In all the familiar places. Yeah. Hey, just stay away from Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He well, says there's a storm coming. <laughs> God damn it. It's the oh. end of the world as Nick Cage knows it, and we feel fine. Because today we're discussing knowing. Oh, we're about to feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear God. Oh. It can't hurt you again after this episode, Adrian. <laughs> so your mom know, was nuts. <laughs> your mom was like batshit crazy and predicted your death. Just talk to me about that, a total stranger. It's fun. <laughs> after we go to a museum. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> we gotta go to the museum first. Yeah, you want to go to the museum? Get some Hi, get off of that. We're, we're in the United States of America. We don't climb on the displays here. <laughs> I guess we should explain. Uh, so, with knowing, oh, Jesus Christ, where the to more start? You know about knowing the better. <sighs> Maybe. Uh, how, about, how about I explain about how and when this was shat on the American public? Okay. All right. That works. This, this, this is March twentieth, two thousand nine. Um, we, we wisely waited it for the shit out on DVD to watch it back then. Um, it cost the fifty million dollars somehow. Um, and for some ungodly reason, it made $200 million, wow. which makes no sense whatsoever. Um, it also opened at number one ahead of I Love You, Man, and Duplicity. And uh, also in theaters at that time were stuff like Escape to the, the remake of Escape to Witch Mountain and the remake of The Last House on the Left. Oh, my God. Bangers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, people could have gone to see a real shit horror movie, you know, not not an approximation of a shit horror movie. I got to tell you, uh, when I first saw it, I, I saw it in the theater, and it was the first time I ever saw a movie alone <laughs> in the theater. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was because of my um, my dipshit ex uh, boyfriend was uh, he really really was into cars and Fast and the Furious, and he wanted to go see Fast and the Furious, and I. I 
I hated the idea of Fast and the Furious because I, I, I hated him. And yeah. so <laughs> I said, uh, no, thank you. And he said, well, you know, you, you got to see something. And I was like, oh, fuck, Nick Cage movie. Hey, wait a minute. Is that the ex who drove me home that time and while he was driving me home explained to me the entire plot of Fast and the Furious 3 Tokyo Drift in in Fast Detail? I think it's the same one that Linda upset when we started explaining to him that UFC was one step away from being gay porn. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I recall the first movie I ever saw alone in theater and that was Species 2. So I'm thinking maybe Chelsea gets a good one the first time they do that well on the contrary i was laughing my ass off through the whole thing i know I you kept only telling me to rent this when it came out because of nick cage at the end please <laughs> you don't fit in with our master alien plan you're too old for it you're not part of the master alien right <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so it, it turns oh. out I'm wrong on this, but for the longest time, I thought the lead whisperer there was Frank Zagarino, and wow. I'm still not entirely convinced that it is not him, even though both the Wikipedia and IMDb say that that he is not in this movie. Hey, but Frank Zagarino, Frank Zagarino was the killer android in Project Shadow Chasers one through three, and that South African <laughs> movie that's sort of a spirit oh. Project Shadow Chaser four. That guy. That yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, you know who he is. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay, if you see a guy in a movie who looks just like the lead whisperer in Knowing, that's Frank Zagarino. Except Frank Zagarino doesn't okay. walk around with a flashlight in his mouth. <laughs> just his mouth. I know him just as well as Kyle knows your whore, but grandma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you, hey, you know what? She's a good lady. I'm glad you said lady. Yeah. <laughs> a good lady is what we got the old school mom teacher invites Cage in for some iced tea with some uh, liquor and solvent. Oh, I recollect in the 1950s when I was a teaching the class and all the young girls were out there staring and we'd put them in the closet. They'd scratch numbers into the wood. Oh, oh we put Adrian back in the home. Um, can you explain what the plot was? to this no one can without a diagram (laughs) (laughs) okay so some girl who is named after a font um lucinda (laughs) yeah comic sans sans serif yeah she uh she starts getting visions uh, or some shit and they uh they have a time capsule back in the seven or 50s and she puts something in the time capsule with a bunch of numbers and uh nick cage's son gets it and brings it home and nick cage gets sloppy drunk and is like this means something <laughs> and uh, finds out that it is the coordinates and date of uh, disasters around the world and the number of people who die in it, and it predicts the end of the world. And his son Caleb's like, you're acting weird. All I want is my fair share. This is my turn to watch Nova. Why are you saying that I can't? I can watch it if I want to. It is my turn. <laughs> All I wanted was a Pepsi. <laughs> it's still led to one of my favorite moments when he's filling his drink, watching the Nature Channel thing about tigers, and suddenly he's overfilling 
And he decides, well, shit, I'm not going to take a sip and get rid of this. I just switch it to the other hand and get that hand wet while shaking the other hand, getting my booze off of it. I'm like, no, oh, don't shake in the there. Hand. You're wasting good booze. Oh. And then he, they didn't show the part where he licks his hand. <laughs> Bonus scene. They didn't show ripping off his fucking whiteboard just to bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, you're acting weird. No, I'm just making my own special booze out of hair tonic and mouthwash. <laughs> Daddy's just dealing with mommy being gone. <laughs> Dad, that's where the chore list was. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I don't know uh, why we all didn't love this better because uh, Roger Ebert gave this film four out of four stars. Of course he did. Shit. He listed it as the sixth best movie of 2009. Next and Crispy Burger. And it, it was, to him, it was a Crispy Burger because he called it, quote, rather awesome. <laughs> I, I would have you know, made money if he ever introduced a movie as that's a Crispy Burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, well, when, a, when he died, Denny's released the Roger Ebert Burger Shake. Oh, <laughs> what I thought was funny is that uh, in an interview, Cage said, uh, it, quote, it really was important to me to show the archetype of a single father and a son that was po- a positive, loving relationship. There have been a lot of, I know, right? So he goes on to say there have been a lot of movies about mothers and their children, not so much about fathers and their children. There's something in the zeitgeist, uh, a, a gender bias, that if you're a single father, you're not really capable of raising kids. And that's not always true. I wanted to show that. I was like, okay, that's cool. Except you get drunk on the reg. <laughs> you know, like, and you're constantly late to his things. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you, you know, the truck broke down on the highway. You know, I mean, he was he had the DTs and he was running around imagining that he saw CGI people on fire, only they didn't track quite right. And so it, he wrote it off and went home. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder how many times his son's teachers got tired of telling him, could you please turn in homework that doesn't smell like Jack Daniels? <laughs> Uh, now, now I don't know what Cage was smoking at the time, but Roger Ebert had already lost his lower jaw by that point in time. So I'm just going to imagine he might have been a little crazed from the mids. Oh, you know, he had no mouth yet. He must review. Um, wow. Nice. So wow. I don't know I if any of you has about. seen this one, uh, but in 1977, uh, Richard and Charles Band uh, produced a film with Christopher Lee called The End of the World which was pretty much the same thing as this. Obviously, the budget was much lower. Um, and uh, that one, that one's also pretty bad, but it does have an exploding pinball machine, two Christopher Lees, and uh, and it's adults who are saved in the end and not insufferable children. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> and and you, get, you get a classroom globe that blows up with firecrackers at the end. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Unlike this and, movie, um, it's uh, lens flares. Yeah, a lot, a shit ton of lens flares, and I'm pretty sure that it wasn't a solar flare that ended the world. It was just a really bad lens flare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, they, <laughs> just, just turn that game up to max. Ah, oh, we're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put anybody... more smudge on that camera. <laughs> <laughs> did did any of us uh, uh, try to try to listen to the audio commentary? Besides me, no, Mm-mm. no, oh, Kyle, 
Uh, I didn't awesome. go into that that deep. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm I'm glad that none of you did. <laughs> uh, I found my, out a lot my, of shit though. No, a uh, little happy accident actually. I, I I found out I actually had the DVD of this, and as I was trying to put it in, I wound up closing it in the door and messing it up. So the disc oh. failed partway through listening to it with commentary. But that was kind of a godsend because Alex Proyas uh, got really really wanky oh. with his audio commentary. He he uh, he called himself brave for having made this. <laughs> Wow. And there's another non-identified person on the commentary track with him. And he's like, it's like, you know, I've talked about so many of my movies. I don't even know what to say about my movies anymore. It's like, well, I'll prompt you sometimes, Alex Proyas, and that'll just help you. So I, I kind of thought that there was like a family theme. Well, it wasn't so much a family theme. It's blah, 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 blah. So, but, you know, usually this movie's about the world ending and people, like, prevent the world from ending. And I'm like, no, that's silly. That's silly people preventing the world from ending. It should just end sometime. Are you sure Michael Caine just didn't wander into the booth and just start <laughs> jabbering away? Yeah. Uh, I'm here for work. Morning. What is a frosty? I don't know what that is, son. <laughs> this is not Batman. <laughs> what we got going on here? <laughs> I failed you, Master Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> See, if, if it had been the Michael Caine commentary, it, it would, we'd, we'd have admissions of guilt at various times. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Alex, Alex Proyas, uh, for those who don't know, is the guy who did The Crow. And Dark the first City. One, and Dark City, right. Those are, those are the good ones, and that's where they end. Mm-hmm. Um, because then he did the Will Smith iRobot. Oh, true. Yeah, and he did that Gods of Egypt movie with a bunch of white actors oh, being Gods of oh Egypt. Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot that got made. <laughs> right? Oh. And uh, but uh, as Alex Proyas is from Australia, yeah. and so this yeah. movie shot in Australia, but it's no Boba Duke. Hey, he's from Down Under. That's right. <laughs> That's not a knife. It's a really bad movie. Hey. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to do an Australian accent because I feel like our friends from Australia have, have dealt with enough. <laughs> they don't from Australia Ali as much as I do. <laughs> oh, so playing his uh, friend Phil is Ben Mendelsohn. And I knew that I'd seen him before. Uh, turns out he uh, played Sorrento in Ready Player One. He was uh, Ben and the Sun Thief, uh, the voice, obviously, in Axe Cop. And he was in an in, in, oh, Jesus, I can't talk. In an NXS video, Full Moon Dirty Hearts. Damn. You know, Ready yeah. Player One is another one that I tried to read and cried Uncle Juan. I liked it. I loved it. Oh, but I, I think it was oh, written oh. for me. I, I it was it was very much a first book. Yeah. Oh. I wish that somebody had told me, "Look out, son! There's no God. The world sucks." It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, why'd this happen here? He why am I stumbling is, across this rant? Uh, he also is in uh, Bloodline, and that is like a it's a banging oh. show. So uh, wait, is that a, based on the Sidney Sheldon book? Uh, I don't know. It's on Netflix. I know that. Okay. <laughs> Look it up right now. Yeah. Uh, and like. He he also is in Rogue One oh, as as Krennic. Oh, oh Rogue shit. One was kind of cameo fest though, you know. Yeah, no, he, he's the main bad guy. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, the guy who made the who built the Death Star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Orson Krennic is his, <laughs> is is his name in Rogue One. 
Star Wars. Oh. Fucking nerds. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, wait you want to go and tell us again about your UFO fest? Are we going to get into that shit here again? <laughs> but, 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 but Linda, Linda, there's something you females may appreciate. <laughs> the ovary? <laughs> Knowing was written by a husband and wife screenwriting team, Styles oh. White and Juliet Snowden. Oh, they sure was it Julie Styles? <laughs> was uh, I'd be putting cigarettes out on her by now because her sins would have multiplied. Um, no, so the, these these two these these happy marrieds uh, wrote the 2005 Boogeyman. Um, they wrote the 2012 The Possession, and they wrote that they wrote that uh, 2014 Ouija movie. Oh my Christ! <laughs> <laughs> you could have just left it at the possession. <laughs> yeah. I got some um, problems. And the other writer, uh, the one who wrote the story, um, is a guy named Ryan Douglas Pearson, uh, who wrote the book that Mercury Rising was based on. So I guess he kind of likes that theme of having children who are kind of differently abled and difficult to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because this, hmm. this movie has that in spades. Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's kind of like the only bad part in the uh, Ford versus Ferrari movie. The kid actor in that just kind of sucks sweat off a dead man's sack. What? <laughs> no <laughs> fault in there. <laughs> I Speaking mean, literally, this, though? I mean, this <laughs> one R. Kelly's They nowhere. filmed that? <laughs> it's Hollywood. <laughs> You're going to be a star, <laughs> He wasn't credited, but I'm pretty sure Jared from Subway produced Knowing. I mean, what was the child production uh, abduction? Wow. <laughs> you, sir, are a horrible human being. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> Just wait till we get to face off. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, I can't wait. Okay. Uh, but, you know, and there are so many friendly faces in this film. What with Rose Byrne as Diana, who was in 28 Weeks Later, Bridesmaids, and Insidious, and that huge piece of shit, Wicker Park. Mm-hmm. I like her, but, like, she, it felt like she was barely in this. I mean, I, I, I that, to- it totally felt phony. <laughs> They're, they're, well, no, but speaking of phoning in, though, the first scene with her and Cage is a comedy classic. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my husband was, like, putting his hands on other women, and I was like, whoa, girlfriend, I love myself more than that. You gots to go. And Cage is like, I hear you, woman. Uh, it service his loss. You are a fine piece of lady, and I ain't just saying that. <laughs> So about your mom. <laughs> yeah. I hear she foamed at the mouth, yeah? Like stabbed orderlies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and this movie features a very, very young Liam Hemsworth as uh, Spencer, the student in Cage's class who looks a lot like Mike from The Room. You know, me undies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was 19 years old. Yeah, exactly. 19 years old. Wow. He was 19 and it was his first movie appearance. Huh. Yeah. Blink and you miss it. That classroom scene wasn't as good as that Bigfoot mummy uh, movie for, that's on Rift Tracks. The one that was shot oh. in the 60s and then and then they threw a wrapper on on in the 70s. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, well, good to know. 
Donnie, I'm sure I'm sure knowing brought back special memories from you since uh, knowing recycles uh, Beethoven's Symphony Number no. Seven. That was the theme music yeah. to Zardoz. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the rest of the music was by Marco Beltrami of Scream fame. So the rest I of mean, us have something to enjoy too. I'm not gonna lie. As soon as I did start hearing Beethoven playing, and they're showing the riots in the street at the end of the film, I really did expect a floating giant head shooting head. out guns <laughs> from the mouth to just appear. The penis is evil. Well, I mean, speaking of penis being evil, his son Caleb is basically a commercial for condoms. Kinda, yeah. It's like I'm having a rough day, Dad. You have to let me watch TV. I get to do whatever I want. You won't let me see my friend Jason, Dad, Dad, Dad. He's like, uh, God took the wrong one. I still don't know why. Yeah, the wrong kid died. (laughs) I just want to know why people were looting on the day they all knew they were gonna die. But yeah, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Come on, come on. Like if you're not going to get that new TV now, it's going to be never, and that would just be sad. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going to slap Nicki Minaj's ass before I die. <laughs> well, well, I mean, All right. To be fair, they weren't expressly told the solar flare would kill them. They're like, no, just you know, kind of stay indoors. And if you got like a really good bomb shelter, like a really good one, just go yeah. in that. You know, you'll be like, all right. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be good. I'm going Although, to um, I, I I'm actually, I, I, this movie pissed me off, obviously, uh, and I had to keep going through it because we had to fucking what? talk about it. Um, and so I just went and looked it up, and Cage is like, at first, like, oh, we could go underground. It's like, oh, wait, no, the radiation will uh, will go a mile deep. Um, there's no saving us. And I went and looked it up. It's like, actually, there are many mine shafts, including ones in North America, that are several miles deep. So, mm-hmm. Oh. They could have. They literally could have just not died. <laughs> it's like there's like three in Canada and there's like one in America. Like just, just, just uh, don't give up, you pussy. Yeah, just come on over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kyle's like safe. The... Your grandma's safe. Yep. <laughs> I'll make sure she gets down the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's probably it's probably a good thing that Cage and that lady didn't uh, didn't get into a cave all together with the kids though. Otherwise, it'd be like a situation. You know, I mean, the rest of the movie's built too. So. Which reminds me, listeners, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Cage's Kiss so we can finally start working on our Cage's Kiss bunker. Please. <laughs> it's going to be three miles deep. <laughs> we're going to re- re- recreate that bunker from that Twilight Zone episode with Joseph Wiseman. Shit, yeah. <laughs> oh. Except ours is going to be awesome. It's going to have hookers. It's going to have liquor. And it's going to have a water park. And we're going to have Black a pit Jack. filled with crocodiles. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have the mole people harvest the mushrooms for us. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fear not. I have the burning light. <laughs> keep holding out hope for a metro future uh, so uh, you know uh, movies tend to look different depending on what kind of TV or monitor you look at say um, yeah. but um, knowing always kind of looks different in, in a bad kind of way yeah I can yeah. see um, so uh, it, it's not a pretty movie <laughs> It's probably the orangest movie I've ever seen. Um, yeah. It was uh, part of the reason for this is that it was shot by cinematographer uh, Stephen Dugan from New Zealand. 
Uh, and Stephen Dugan, uh, Dugan worked uh, with our friend Len Wiseman quite a bit, uh, the guy who directed uh, Underworld Evolution and Live Free or Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And those movies ain't pretty either. <laughs> mm. Um, wow. Director Alex Proyas thought that their use of the uh, red HD cameras added gritty realism. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the, it's it's like Cassavetes or something. It's just so naturalistic, it just sucks you in. I'm pretty sure that Go Lightly was a producer on this one again. You see, it's always bad when that happens. <laughs> it tends to be. Um, but at this time in, in, in Cage life... Uh, Nicholas Cage sued his former business manager, Samuel Levin, for $20 million for negligence and fraud. He claimed that he set him down, uh, quote unquote, a path toward financial ruin. He said he failed to file his taxes on time and invested his money in risky real estate investments. And apparently Levin did not alert him that he was running out of money and just kept extending his lines of credit with multiple banks. And this was all after getting slapped with a $6.6 million fine in back income taxes, interest, and penalties. Okay, and this so this is, is where it really started to happen. Yeah, this is where it really started hit, uh, hitting the fan. And it, it's uh, apparently this, this, all, um, this is all despite the fact that Forbes claimed he was the fifth highest paid actor with an average of $20 million a film at the time. Well, you remember, though, like the same kind of thing happened to the Rolling Stones because there was mm. there was a shell company that was that was interfering with their stuff and not paying their taxes. And the trouble is, is that is that if you're highly paid, you just owe more and more taxes each time, you know? Right. And right. I mean, so there's... Like the hole just gets deeper. That's why the Stones had to flee to the United States. And that's why the album's called Exile on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> well, and meanwhile, Nick Cage is buying islands. In the Bahamas, he's buying Under the advice of yachts. that same guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> buying the Lalori Mansion and a couple castles. Yeah, I think it, it caught up with him. Oh, and a fucking uh, dinosaur skull. I mean, it had but, to catch but, up which, But, you know, it really was just the property. I mean, the property is what sunk him. Mm. You know, the dinosaur skulls, that's, just, that's a paperweight. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh so knowing uh, knowing isn't too, didn't come uh, too long after uh, the 2008 version of the day the earth stood still. Remember that one, no, the, the Keanu, Keanu Reeves version. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and uh, around then there's Babylon AD too. So it's like it's like what 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 was in the water around then that there's like okay, so people want science fiction movies, but hear me out. We'll make some that just make them want to kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no feeling good at all. Right, great idea. Yeah, <laughs> let's not you know, even put it in it. humor whatsoever. <laughs> I did kind of want to die back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, I remember it was. It was. I, I think my computer was like on the fritz, and it was. It was. Uh, it was New Year's Eve, and my my roommate slash boyfriend was like out of state at the time. And I was on his computer, and I was just like watching like like a series of DVDs I had rented, and they were all they were all just like god awful. Like like okay, so one of them I, one of them was Babylon AD, one of them was Righteous Kill. I think Bangkok Dangerous was the other one. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's like oh my god, I will never experience joy again. <laughs> it was our generation's canon. <laughs> fair uh, <laughs> except canon's actually enjoyable to watch <laughs> anything <laughs> canon uh, 
They've got Trevor an Alex Morris Winter. walks in behind you, holding holding uh, holding his uh, rocket launcher, and says, "It's time." <laughs> <laughs> Knowing two electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's electric something when the when Cage descends to the subway, uh, where he knows the disaster is going to be, and immediately begins racial profiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just mildly, mildly. Yeah. FBI, NSA, there's going to be a disaster in New York City. You need to turn off the whole city, okay? <laughs> uh, it's not cordoned off like I said. Am I talking to myself? <laughs> Look out for any brown folk. If <laughs> you see something, say something. <laughs> he seems to start killing in on anybody who's even vaguely swarthy, you know? Yeah, and I noticed the cops, too, did not hesitate when he's like, you don't want me, yes! it's him. Yes! <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like oh, that is not look, how I expected that to go. <laughs> listen, guys, he's white. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. His name's McManus. Okay, sorry, my mistake. Sorry, sir. <laughs> and they're back at the precinct, being like, "Man, we almost got that white guy." That was. Good. <laughs> it did remind me of South Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no! Uh, <laughs> I can't quote the episode I'm thinking of. This movie just has so many gems. <laughs> good ones. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, what could be more uplifting than a movie that wipes humanity off the face of the earth so that two ten-year-olds can go on a date? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can also look at this as sort of a prequel to Mandy, considering the Tiger connection and him going outside with a bat in the woods. You want some of this? <laughs> I was intimidated. Well, I think that's why the aliens didn't take him in the end. You threatened us. We're not going to take you with us. You're mean. Yeah. Yeah. You had so much time to finish that kitchen and you just didn't do it. We yeah. have thousands of trees bunnies. on our planet. We don't want you beating our trees. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, trees are people too. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm, I'm surprised the aliens uh, didn't get to the end and just shrug and didn't take anybody. I mean, every single character in this movie is completely insufferable. If it were based on reality. <laughs> you know what? Nah. Have the translation of the aliens going, you know what? Fuck this. You know, <laughs> like way better sentient species. Fuck this. <laughs> you know what I just thought about? Fuck this. <laughs> Let's go uh, back. <laughs> We'll uh, grab these bunnies and go. <laughs> yeah. They appreciate you us. <laughs> you can pet them and love them and call them George. Yeah. Oh, as we often do. <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> as is my want, yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's special. So they get the time that. capsule thing, and every student <laughs> in the 1959 class puts a drawing of a rocket ship into a time capsule. And then in 2009, yeah. every student gets handed a drawing of a rocket ship, except class sizes were like way the fuck smaller in 1959. Yeah, yeah. Somebody wouldn't get a rocket ship. It'd be like, yours is just numbers. Everybody else got pictures. I didn't get a picture. Yeah, it's because you're a loser. Then they kick him in the ribs and start <laughs> yeah, crying. They're like, oh, why he was doing that to him. He's like, what'd you, that's stupid. Everyone got a picture. It's like, yeah, a fucking drawing of a rocket ship. Way to go, Ronnie. 
I want a crayon drawing of a rocket ship from the 50s. That's cool to me. Yeah. Well, what I thought was kind of fucked up is it's like uh, any situation where you give something to a child and then say, but you got to put it back. (laughs) You can't can't get that back. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? What was the point? (laughs) What the fuck was the point? You weren't supposed to take this home. I'm going to drink and look at it. <laughs> Notice that I the, wake uh, off thinking about your dead mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that easily, again, triggered him so quickly. He's like, oh, my son's asleep. Oh, he's watching film my dead wife. Well, it's time to drink. <laughs> All right, Mr. Yeah, Torrance. Any excuse Perfect for a child. Jesus. You're touching on my face off now. <laughs> oh God! And now he's the caretaker. You notice that the that every one of the uh, crayon spaceships and robots that the kids in the fifties drew were cooler than the spaceship we got at the end of this movie. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. It just looked like a garbage disposal unit, really. With right, lights. it's like it's like I waited this movie for some aliens and some spaceships and shit, yeah. and you just gave me this freaking frou frou like formless screensaver. It's like. <laughs> you know, CGI is really easy. Yeah, well, we don't have to make it look like anything, right? When we don't have to make it look like anything, it doesn't have to obey the laws of physics or anything. Yeah, I wish they would have used the puppet. <laughs> Those poor saps working on Man of Steel having to make a three-dimensional object that adheres to rules. Ah, oh, screw them. Well, now I'm thinking about Death to Smoochie with the. <laughs> the, the, the dick. Yeah, it's, yeah, the dick. it's a rocket ship. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Why did oh, Why did man. you people pay to see Knowing when you could have been watching Death to Smoochie? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Or anything else. Or anything. Oh, sweet Jesus, yeah. Speaking uh, of sweet Jesus, <laughs> what, what do you think of uh, Cage's uh, non-specified relative, Grace? Yeah. She was so pretty. I assumed she was his sister. Sister, hey there, yeah. I know religion is a major point of contention between us, but allow me to rub it in your face. Huh? <laughs> I'll say a prayer for you. I'm Grace. Your dad's a pastor. I thought I'd remind you. She did say that she was going to be with mom and dad. So, I mean, She's I'm assuming it's a, his sister. Yeah, I would. At the I end of the movie, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like, oh, the family's back together. Yeah, and nothing's more important than family. Except for one, <laughs> yeah. Where's your kid? Ah, uh, he's gone. <laughs> Aliens took him. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, considering how that kid is, a better ending would be like the aliens are all like, okay, we're gonna destroy the world with a solar flare, or we could just take these annoying kids off your hands. <laughs> yeah, cool, do it. <laughs> you need a minute to think about it. Nah, I mean, like, they're, they're hearing voices and shit. Just to- <laughs> Because the only boy who could ever reach me was Nicholas Cage, sort of a preacher man. <laughs> we roll the dice and yeah, you get solar flares. <laughs> it's kind of just a more ballsy version of Interstellar, I guess, with actual aliens instead of love saving what? the galaxy. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Interstellar wishes it was this movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> How do you guys feel about like the aliens looking sort of like angels with the the wings? Sort, sort of like city of angels. 
<laughs> oh, no, right. No, no, the, okay, so, so there's the human Frank Sagarino one who hangs out in the trench coat, and then and then at the end, it's like, look, we've dropped our human form. We're 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 uh, we're background uh, graphics from a Neil Breen movie, and we got angel wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, I think you just ruined everybody's uh, face off. <laughs> Neil <laughs> Breen. <laughs> no, it's, it, at the end of this movie, it was just another reminder. It's like I could have been watching Extra. <laughs> oh god yeah no, it's when they started showing the watcher in the trench coat running away from them and everything and watching from the shadows it reminded me of two things one was a recent story in the news and the other was a great episode of american dad as american dad they were all being raptured and stan found a guy that looked like jesus and told him to rapture him he's like take your clothes off oh okay he's like it wasn't until he had me bent over a trash can that i started to question if he was really jesus (laughs) there's a story about a, a little person who was dressing up as a leprechaun and tricked 20 women yes. into having sex with him yes. for a pot of gold. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. I'm, I'm just going to ask, was this in Florida? Right. I wish. But no, I'm just, it's like, yeah, I'm totally an alien. And this uh, trench coat, it, it hides my alien body. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's another big thought I had with this. I'm like, what if Cage woke up the next day and like the world didn't end? He's like, oh, wait a minute. I just gave this crazy Much like he was incorrect about what train was going to explode. <laughs> He's like, oh, it was another planet. <laughs> <laughs> you just look it up in the night sky it's like oh okay that planet okay that's why that one decimal point was off and that's when it ties into melancholia <laughs> it wasn't everybody else it was enormous erection <laughs> it was easy coming why didn't we see it <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Lucinda didn't get to finish her her notes. So. That's true. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Maybe she was writing "ew." <laughs> somebody else going to figure out that uh, Lucinda, you know, actually didn't die or age, and that lady's just pretending she's her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she wrote at the end. It just said the castle of ah. <laughs> 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 the thing on the roof it's coming through the door <laughs> I must jump out the window oh, oh. <laughs> is there anything else we can glean off this well Nick Cage was an MIT professor that's surprising yeah yeah. and his house his house needed to get renovated really bad no kidding. Yeah. God like, damn. Like for being an MIT professor. Yeah. yeah. That house was a piece of shit. Yeah. I, know, I just wonder if it was like that before his yeah. wife died or what? Oh, I was like, that house looked die. like it was just 30 d- years old of just yeah. no one living there. He's like, yeah, she this will do fine. No, maybe I, she didn't I die. She was just whether... paying alimony. No. <laughs> no. No. That's just the cover story that she's dead. <laughs> Your mother's dead. She's Your mother's like a bitch. <laughs> the third Amityville horror movie, Amityville 3D. In that one, in that one, their daughter Meg Ryan dies, and and there's a cut, and Yay. instantly the house is messed up. 
Like there, like there's just piles of dirty clothes everywhere. And it's like, and the movie's taking it seriously, but like you nearly pee when it happens. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> like right away. <laughs> Is that you saying that you did pee or <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, that wall decor. <laughs> right. yeah. like, son what are you doing this is the peeing corner come on <laughs> uh, knowing it's my highest rating I peed a little <laughs> God, I'm thinking aqua teen hunger force like we don't have a bathroom we just go here in this hole in the wall <laughs> yeah I don't know no better but how do you <laughs> oh, so, I like when the um yeah. The watchers show up because I I describe them in my notes as uh, some hot ass Nordics show up, although they might also be Cinnabites. <laughs> yeah, we were looking for pancakes house on your soul. <laughs> you want to come to my planet? <laughs> They're nihilists, dude. <laughs> we believe in nothing except for playing the guitar really, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, the Nordics turn into cool jellyfish guys with wings. So, <laughs> yay! Everybody's happy. <laughs> this this movie is what life is like if you drop. You know. <laughs> yeah. I portray. Particularly liked it when the uh, Nordic guy turned into a flashlight. Oh, God damn. <laughs> he couldn't just stick a thing in his mouth. He had to have that as an after effect too. <laughs> so oh, um, so uh, so single single dad single dad as uh, a strange probably a strange son finds code uh, and and has family problems and he's a professor of science. And uh, code leads him to single mom, and and uh, and kids start making friends, and then aliens start showing up, and then the world ends. How is this not a sci-fi original movie, or just a really bad Tinder date? Like like <laughs> he should have been Dean Kane. She could have been Christina Loken. Sci-fi original movie. Yeah. And as his dad, they could have had Jeff Fahey or somebody. Oh, Christ. You know, son, Jesus is real. Oh, Dad, you and your Jesus. This is not leading in the left behind. <laughs> Even though it We're does have a cage at one point. Yeah, we do. We do still have to watch that. Yeah, and it uh, looks like we're going to be joined by uh, Rick from uh, Toys R Us for, for that one. All righty. Um, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you don't talk about science anymore, because you know how sensitive I am to it. Because hmm. you know she blinded me. Is with you're science. a Scientologist. <laughs> oh, because of blinding with science. You know, they, the yeah, they could have avoided that flare if they just got their thetas down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see that? This could have been a Will Smith movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or Tom Cruise. Son talking crazy. Oh, it sounds like Jaden Smith. See, it writes itself. <laughs> he could be in one of our recasting. That's true. Uh, there, there are so, so, so many ways to to face off this movie. Uh, well, we got but uh, yeah. I think I think Linda should do her segment first. Oh, um, <laughs> I want his clothes off. Clothes off. Uh, nothing. 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 Nothing except sure for naked bunnies. Well, no, there yeah. was one more. There was one more naked thing. Technically, it's just Those not. Those aliens great. were pretty translucent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw their brains. See their throbbing, pulsing brains. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that the biggest sex organ of all? <laughs> That's yeah. true. I did see uh, Nicholas was flexing his buys and tries. 
He was. <laughs> yeah, no, was his like, drinking Whoa. arm was very pronounced. Oh, yeah. There was, there oh, was veins. Dead, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that do anything for you? Action! Dodging CGI trains! Y'all! <laughs> What 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 nakedity did I miss? Um, uh, some cops have short sleeves. Oh, Jesus! Uh, Christ. No, I was just talking. About, I was just talking about the aliens. Risque. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this is a PG thirteen turd right here. Uh, it's no castaway. It's, no. <laughs> no cast. it, it, it's it, it's also no the forgotten with Julianne Moore. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Which is not good, but it's certainly better than knowing. <laughs> so, uh, who do you okay. have, Adrian? I'll, okay, it. I'll face it off. All right. So, uh, I, uh, as usual, my version's from 1983. Um, for a director, I have Toby Hooper. Oh. Um, uh, uh, for for a screenwriter, I have uh, Mike Hodges. Uh, oh. My version would star Christopher Walken. Um, <laughs> you'd have Frank Finlay as his dad. Uh, probably Sigourney Weaver in there. Uh, Michael Caine as the professor friend, and possibly Danny Lloyd as the son, oh, which is guaranteed to be less annoying. Oh. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> not too shabby. <laughs> Donnie, who you got? Uh, well, mine takes place in the late seventies, so Ooh. stick with me on this. All right, as uh, Caleb, we're gonna cast Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> and as the uh, aliens without their skin is going to be G. Tito Shaw, but the stranger is going to be played by Derville Martin. Diana is going to be played by Lady Reed, and Rudy Ray Moore will be John Kohler. Yes! <laughs> it's pretty much just Petey Wheatstraw entirely. <laughs> just because I think Dolomite doing an alien film would have been amazing. The aliens are speaking to me through this cold. <laughs> You're going to have to kick your me. ass my whole self. <laughs> I mean, he hell, Cheech and Chong gave us space cocaine. Why not? Goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> extra testicle. Yeah, Eddie <laughs> Torres. Who do you have, Kyle? Well, for uh, for Nick Cage, I had Rick from Rick and Morty. Oh my god! Oh. And, and then for his son, I had Morty. And at the, end, at the end of the movie, they just uh, transfer out and go to another world. So uh, that, that's basically all I had. It's a happier ending. We're yeah, like, yeah. We're done. Oh, and, the, and the aliens were Agent Smith. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That checks out. It would work better. Yeah. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. So, yeah. Dan Harmon reaches in and grabs him out. I don't have as many people as as you guys did, but um as uh Nick Cage's character was it John? Yeah, I thought um Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and <laughs> as Caleb, I thought Danny DeVito. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And, it's all um, in the numbers. Come on, Dan, let me stay up. What am I cooking? And Rio Perlman plays the uh, the the girl that that lives. Ah, uh, had a girl. <laughs> there you go. You know, yeah. Uh, these these all sound far more watchable. 
But dad, <laughs> you got to go. Got to go. <laughs> got to do your homework. I haven't seen my friend Jason in forever. <laughs> go repop the ones are no good planet. for you. <laughs> Who is your mother and what does she do? <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, Danny DeVito and Rita Perlman repopulating the human race still less creepy oh, than two ten-year-olds. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> is it a future we deserve or a future we want? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't 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 unlock the Nolan version of this movie. It would be one hour longer. It would have speeches. Oh. <laughs> it would be Ayn Rand's knowing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> With whispered lines. Vis a vis predestination. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Adrian, were you able to find any cagey wisdom? Uh, get off the planet. Do it right now. <laughs> uh, don't put off building that spaceship or get really fucking good at tunneling. <laughs> <laughs> got a spoon, got a bottle of booze, and start digging. <laughs> Just, just dig, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they, they could have made this Nick Caves. What's he building? I like that. Shit, Nick yeah. Caves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it works on so many levels. Why haven't we actually, like, casted uh, Nick Cave in any of these face-offs? I think right the up. The deepest tunnel was to his heart. Wow. <laughs> Wait, then we could get a film of Stagger Lee. <laughs> yes. Just a motherfucker, you know who I am, and the barkeeper said, "No, I don't give a good goddamn." <laughs> Caleb and the girl are played by the bad seeds. <laughs> yeah, fucking AC, you get your cast already. <laughs> yeah, fucking all right, let's do this. Put Ray Winstone in there someplace. <laughs> Donnie, do you do you have any sort of fucking wisdom? No. <laughs> There's nothing in this. I'll just, you know, I'll tell you what. I have my wisdom, and I'm going to write it out, and then I'm going to put it in a time capsule. You can open 50 years from now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to live another 50 years. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> well, Adrian's grandma's ass. <laughs> Dig it up in another 50 years. <laughs> no, our grandparents might, might, might be there in 50 years, but we sure as hell won't be. <laughs> She's been trying to birth that Cheeto for years. <laughs> Kyle, were you able to find any wisdom? Uh, it's just in the numbers. That's it. It's just in the numbers. Oh, hey, Tony and Ridley Scott should have sued. They ripped off their idea of of some numbers. Oh, Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing more uplifting than, uh, than a really serious movie where, uh, you know, you don't have any fun and then everybody dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my wisdom is, uh, was that... a laugh riot. <laughs> my wisdom was that drinking helps you solve puzzles and see things clearly. Oh, you know, all math, math professors are gigantic lushes and they die by the time they're 40 just because they need that to make their brain go there. And sometimes it's better not knowing. Amen. Oh, so uh, I guess this is the time where I, I, I show mercy to the listeners and say, 
Please, please help us out by listening, following, rating, and reviewing Cage's Kiss, especially on Apple Podcasts. And uh, may as well go over to Podchaser, too. And uh, check out our stuff on YouTube. It has that awesome Adrian art. Uh, also, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Cage's Kiss. For just a couple bucks a month, you can get some awesome goodies like stickers, buttons, and a Cage's Kiss ringtone. For $35, you can get some Adrian Ots. Uh, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at, at Cage's Kiss. You can visit our website at cageskiss.com, where you can also see that Adrian Arts. And you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. We love communication. Uh, check out my other show, Bedknobs and Broomflicks. Uh, we cover witches in stories of all kinds, all genres, and in history. And we also cover heroic animals as our favorite familiars. Adrian, you got any plugs? Did, did your does your podcast cover the new wave of British heavy metal band Angel Witch? Mm. Uh, we do now. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, like Linda said, I do them arts, and you can find me doing that uh, on DeviantArt as Leo the Fox, all lowercase, all one word, and on Patreon also as Leo the Fox, all lowercase, all one word. And I have a YouTube channel, and other people probably have other things. And hopefully yeah. you'll be having a page on uh, Cage's Kiss, too. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Donwald? I am on Twitter as Unreal Goals. I also have a video series under the boy who blew on Pornhub known as Naked Krav Maga and You. And that's about all I've got going on right now. Mate! Mate! Body's ready. My heart's on fire. <laughs> Hey, you can laugh, but I just told people I'm ready to bring hamster style back. It's about time. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah. uh, So I am uh, one of the three hosts of the Triple G podcast, where we we deep dive into games, uh, geeky stuff, and guilty pleasures. Uh, We go through, you know, every Monday, a new game, geek out, and... And something that we like, like Temptation Island. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we, we, we tend to have some cool guests. We had uh, some, some people from The Boys, the TV show. And then right now, we You're got... Like, really? Uh, really, really. Yeah. Yeah, Black Noir. I love the show. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the show and I love the comic series yeah, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had him on. And, uh, oh, my God. Got some... Um, Master Chef coming on, and then uh, somebody Damn. from Red Dead Redemption coming on. Oh, you can find, shit, yeah, yeah, you can find us on you know all the podcasts, uh, like platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just look for Triple G Podcast, and then we also do uh, a Twitch stream at twitch.com slash Triple G Podcast. Twitter uh-huh. is Triple G Pod, Instagram Triple G Podcast. Easy peasy stuff. You're, you're really keeping all those plates spinning. Oh, yeah, we try to. We try to. <laughs> that is so awesome. Uh, Donnie and I actually got to meet uh, Derek Robertson, the uh, the artist for The Boys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he, uh, he's he's cool. boys. Yeah. <laughs> he's a really nice a, guy. It, wait, wait yeah. he's, 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 from, he's from around our neck of the woods here? Yep. That's, yep. See, yeah. and uh, the Black Noir, he's from my neck of the woods. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's from he's but, from uh, uh, Toronto. Yeah, I remember. Man, I all the best stuff comes uh, out of Canada. I had him sign a copy of Space Beavers. It was a comic <laughs> he made when he was uh, 15, 16 years old. It was That's awesome. very first thing to come out. He's just so cool. 
that's just greatness, you know, budding out of nowhere right there. <laughs> I'm going to be big. <laughs> Speaking of this neck of the woods, I discovered a really bitch in Seattle band. It only cut a couple of AP, uh, EPs in the 80s. They're called Upper Echelon, and they're like a spot-on Judas Priest knockoff. They're kind of amazing. I think I've actually heard of them on uh, Sirius. They're fucking awesome, dude. They got the song, She's driving me with a fast machine. She delivers the load. Wow. Uh, to uh, shout out to them, so uh, can we know they're listening? Knocked the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we all our Seattle to... friends, you know, Queens, Reich, Hart, come on over. <laughs> no. <laughs> We will be seeing you, uh, or I should say, you'll be hearing from us again next week with G-Force, which is somehow not a porno. I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, it would be both, man. G-Force under the looking glass here. <laughs> uh, and until then, uh, Donnie kidnapped a kid and brought him to another planet. What? <laughs> And I caused the sun to explode the earth and kill all the kids. <laughs> Fuck all of you. <laughs> I'm going to go play some Doom Eternal and just keep my rage out. I could eat a page for hours. Please. <laughs>